What is going on, friends? Uh, it's a pleasure to have you guys here connecting with us in our first ever CJY podcast. Uh, we're just three friends that have gotten together. Uh, we've been doing fantasy football. We love football. Football is pretty much uh, the favorite thing we do for our hobby. So we just wanted to get together and start a podcast. Uh, how about uh, to get started? I'd like to kind of introduce ourselves. Uh, who are we? I'd like to introduce our good friend Yanko here. Uh, Yanko, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, what is it you like? Why is it you decided to go ahead and join us in the show? Uh, thanks for the transition, Charlie. Uh, my name is Yanko. It's not my official legal name, but it's my official podcast name. I'm going to run with it. I'll give you a little bit of background on the name first. Yanko is my favorite dog's name. Uh, I don't hear it often. I don't use it often. Or at least I didn't see it used often, so I stuck with it not only for my nickname on the random uh, teams that I used for fantasy football, but this even dates back to leaving it at the good old Bolo Paso Street Fighter high point score name. So if you nice. ever go to Bolo Paso nice. and it hasn't been reset yet, shout out to uh, using Ryu <laughs> and Yenko. How about uh, that? Nice, nice. Other than that, I'm a huge Las Vegas Raiders fan. Uh, always was from the Bay Area, so don't call me out for being some random El Pasoan and being a Raider. I do have a little bit of affiliation. Grew up in a Niners household, but when I came to uh, football fruition, I had to make a choice, and I went with the silver and black. Known uh, Josh forever now, and through bipartisan agendas, just kidding, don't want to get political, uh, <laughs> through friendships and through a perfect organization, I got to meet Charlie. So uh, I'm excited. I want to be here. I want to talk football. I want to disagree with people and I want people to disagree with me. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I want to know a little bit about you, Josh. So can you give us a little bit more on that? What's up, fellas? Uh, I'm pumped. I'm excited to be here. Uh, little little backstory. Uh, I'm like how Charlie said right now, big football fan, uh, football fan, uh, fantasy football fan too. Uh, I myself, like uh, Yanko, there are also is also a uh, Las Vegas Raider fan. Uh, I inherit that from my father. So, yes, I am an El Pasoan, but uh, you know, unfortunately, I was inherited a Raider fan. I love it. I'm a hardcore, and I'm ready. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna say this from right now. I'm gonna try to be as unbiased as possible. I'm gonna leave my heart out, you know, and I'm just gonna make. My point of view and my points are all going to be of what I think. And let's have fun. That, that's what it's all about. It's just random guys talking about football. And that's what we hope to accomplish to do here today and moving forward. Nice, nice. And I think that's the, the idea behind this. Uh, it's just a hobby for the three of us. See where it goes. Uh, we tend to talk football all the time anyway. So why not talk it with a couple folks who want to listen in? Uh, so to introduce myself as well, uh, Charlie, that's going to be the name. Uh, that my podcast will know me as. Uh, I'm also a very, uh, I love football, but I do not love the Raiders. And that's going to be stated quite a bit of times throughout these next coming episodes. I am a diehard Niner fan. As Josh, though, I am also a Niner fan because of my father. Uh, he's actually from Mexico. And back in the 80s, that's what they would show on TV. As we all know, those were the glory years. And that's why he ended up liking the Niners. Uh, I've pretty much was born and raised a Niner fan, and here I am. And not only that, I love fantasy football. Like these two fellas here have been playing fantasy football for about 10, 
12, 13 years. I know they've been doing it a little bit longer than me, but it's been fun. It's been fun. And at the end of the day, all we want to do is talk football, guys. So I don't think I think we've done enough of these introductions. I don't think people are connecting to listen to us talk about ourselves. People are here to listen about football. So, hey, it's the day after the Super Bowl. So I want to hear your thoughts. What do you guys think about yesterday? I know I got a lot to say. Or actually, I got a little bit to say, but let's talk about it a little. How about you, Yanko? I was uh, just kind of recapping on the, everyone's story, right? You, if you have any side for social media or if you pay attention to any cable news network, everyone has their hot take on the Super Bowl. What caught my attention first were the crazy bets that people make, right? And not that I partake <laughs> on it, but you know, just the random things that people can bet $10 on. And my favorite one was if you bet $10 on the fact that Tom Brady was either going to be the first person to rush a touchdown or throw a touchdown, you were going to make $150. And I'm not much of a betting man, but that's a huge turnaround, and that's one that made sense to me. Now, you had some crazy outlandish ones, right? You had the one that would uh, had a huge payout for $10 in to buy in, and then if the streaker was actually nude, you were going to make about $210. <laughs> well, that guy, they, they, they must... They must have gotten it. They must have gotten it. Whoever actually went on that. I don't know what you classify as nude, but I know that guy came close. Yeah, he was about Christ. three quarters. He was about three quarters. I think once you see once you see the backside, I think you're pretty close. You're pretty close. <laughs> I, dude, I don't know if you guys listen to John Middlecoff, but he was he's actually mentioning he bet on on the fact that uh, Gronkowski was going to get the first catch, and sure enough, look at that, he got the first touchdown catch. So <laughs> he, he, I think he did something like fifty dollars, and he got seven hundred and fifty. Dang. And then I saw another TikTok uh, earlier today of uh, a bunch of young guys that are watching the game, right? And their prop bet was, was the returner going to take it out of the end zone or not? I saw that video. Yeah. Yeah, you saw it, right? It was like four guys just like <laughs> yeah. staring yeah, yeah, into yeah. a 40-inch screen. So they needed to win that bet. They needed to get a bigger TV. They do. They definitely do. But uh, something else about that. But no, that's, those props are intense. Those props are intense. Any any thoughts, particular thoughts of the game? Any thoughts on what was supposed to be the biggest or best matchup of all time? Well, I'll, I'll jump in first, uh, and I'm going to state the obvious. I did not think that the Chiefs were going to be held to nine points. Yeah. I knew I, we, had, we had talked off air, uh, Charlie and Josh and myself, and one of the things that was one of the predictions I did get right was that the Bucks defense was going to really make an impact on the Chiefs. They went 14-1. and one. Shout out to the Raiders who were the one who got to them. Of course. But the Raiders didn't show it. They didn't win with defense. They didn't win with defense. They won with the running game, and they won with a high-scoring offense and, and firing on big plays. Not the case in the Super Bowl uh, yesterday. It was a defensive game, and if you would have told me that Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to score any type of touchdown, I would have told you you were crazy. Imagine that prop bet. <laughs> Man, that's got. Yep. I'm sure that'd be so, good to that'd be good look to look into that one. So, so without opening a can of worms here, right? Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you guys. Uh, <clears throat> I personally thought that this game was uh, the heavy fairy was Casey, right? Everybody saw that. Uh, there was a few that were believing the Bucks would, would take this. Uh, injuries are a part of football. We all get that. Uh, but without opening a can of worms here, did you guys see this already? Casey struggling. Um, 
I'm not saying that I saw nine points and no touchdown scored by Mahomes because that's crazy. And kudos to, you know, the defense, and the game plan that they had going. But I don't, I don't want to get all crazy here, but you feel sometimes the Chiefs are, and with all due, with all due diligence, right, they're so obsessive in Mahomes doing those ridiculous plays, you know, the rolling out of the pocket, the almost falling out but shooting a laser. Andy Reid is so reliant on that that I think sometimes it kind of gets the better of them and perhaps coming up with a, with a logical game plan that, you know what, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're good at and that's what we're going to do. And I think this game exhibited that precisely. You know, they were so reliant on Mahomes, you know, doing those spectacular, crazy Madden plays. And then the end, it caught up to him because they had done that all throughout the playoffs. With Buffalo, he was making ridiculous clothes. All throughout the season, he was making ridiculous go, you know, throws. But I feel that they were just like, all right, you know, you don't need to run the ball. You know, let's just put it on, on 15, and he'll make those backyard throws to Kelsey and to, you know, Tyreek. But the Bucks were like, uh-uh-uh, if you're going to beat us, you're not going to beat us with those two. You're going to have to, you know, do magic. Oh, no, other things. But w- what is your guys' take on that? That's how I felt a little bit, but. No, I, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right, Josh. I know. I know you had been stating it for a couple of weeks now that they were gonna at some point collapse because of their overconfidence in, in the last couple of, of of weeks of football. I think if you don't have a run game, you can't win in football. But I think uh, time and time again, the NFL has shown defense wins championships. And, and I was one to say. I, I I have to admit, I was so sure that this game was going to be a shootout. And I think 99% of the people out there thought this was, game was going to be a shootout. But my take on why this completely went off script, three points. Number one, the offensive line. You, it, it doesn't matter who's behind the line. If your offensive line is not ready to play, if your offensive line is missing three of the five starters, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but their right tackle actually went in as their left tackle. And keep in mind, the right tackle wasn't even the original right tackle. He goes in as left tackle. So that means you got to bring in a new right tackle. And then you got to work on the interior line. And you're going against that pass rush? It- so, okay, Aaron, sorry to interrupt you. But okay, okay. okay. you have two more points. And, and, and no, 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 no. But, but, but talking it. about that one point right there. Okay. okay. Now, these are just three of us random guys talking about football. You know, right? We're no, we're no experts here. But. Wouldn't logic tell you, okay, our offensive line is not healthy. We're going up against a ferocious pass rush, interior and in the outside, right? Because they want a two, they run a two-four. They have two nose tackles basically, yep. and they're running four linebackers to bring the pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wouldn't logic tell you? Although in the regular season, and don't quote me on this, but I believe Tampa Bay's rush defense was ranked second in the regular I, season. I actually think they were one. So I'll there you go. You. Yeah. So they're very go. hard. They're very hard to run you know, mm-hmm. against. But wouldn't logic tell you, you know what? We, we have to punch him in the mouth and we got to run this rock. We cannot let Mahomes. He's going to be under duress the whole year. And not only that, but you saw in the regular season, playoffs, regular season, two different things, right? But you saw what the Bears did against the Bucks. Yeah. They ran it down their throat. Mm-hmm. You saw what the Rams did with Cam Akers. And how did they win? They ran it down their throat. The, the only, the only, uh, random effect because of defense was the Saints, right? They, right. But wouldn't you think that would factor in? You spend a first-round pick on a running back, and 
I did. I probably say they didn't even feature him. Maybe twice in a year, and then you invested in Le'Veon Bell, which for whatever odd reason he wasn't playing. He was injured. I'm not sure. But well, that was a bust. But I don't think you can admit that that was a bust. Just, this. just don't understand, you know. Well, again, prisoner of the moment. But that leads me to the point you just said right now. Because of that very reason, shouldn't logic tell you coaching? We got to run the rock, and I put it all in the homes. So basically, from what. What happened, the one injury, you had three offensive life shifts. One guy's out, and you have to move three different positions on your offensive line for the biggest game of the year. Not only are you trying to live up to an expectation, because even the punter at the beginning of the game, long-haired Townsend, was a little nervous. He fumbled the ball, or fumbled the snap, right? Not the snap, the catch. He shanked it a little bit. But going back to the offensive line and you know, kind of just being present in the moment... I'm going to also attribute it, not necessarily to a bad tight end, but with offensive line struggles that I've seen, you usually put in a tight end to serve as a blocker, to serve mm -hmm. as a, to chip a guy. Shaq right. Barrett was all over them. You had JBP's all of, all of a sudden career resurgence in Tampa Bay. And how much of that is scheme or how much of that is that he's also playing on the same line with other big dogs? You've got Sue. You've got a defensive uh, secondary. You got Vail. You got Vea. That's a big guy who, just to show his agility, he was a starting running back in high school. Oh, I didn't know that. And was running all over people. You've got a secondary that got torched by uh, Tyreek Hill last time for 200 yards within the first half, I think. Whoever had Tyreek Hill, shout out uh, to uh, back to the fantasy of 2020. That was an awesome game. Yeah, let's definitely not go there. I don't want to but, talk about it. Uh, coming back to the Super Bowl, you had uh, Coach Bowles, that, the, who's obviously made a statement to the NFL that he's still good at being a defensive coordinator, who adjusted. And to further allude to Josh's point, it seems to be that the adjustments were far better made by the Bucks team as a whole, as a coaching staff, than it was by Casey. Time and time again, I've heard the conversation of, you know your recipe of success, when you change it up, you fail. Well, your recipe of success is dependent on all of your recipe or all of your ingredients that make your recipe part of your success. And to not anchor your offensive line and not be able to address it in a way that I thought, maybe after halftime, they make some adjustments. Because even with even with an injury to your offensive line, I don't know the, the numbers of how many offensive linemen they were carrying on their 53-man roster, but you have to have someone out. If these guys are getting tired, switch them out. Dedicate your two weeks that you have between uh, your AFC Championship win and your Super Bowl to do that. It's easy to poke holes in the plan, but from a bystander who watched a football game and has a little bit, I would consider ourselves to have a little bit of a deeper knowledge than your conventional uh, football fan, you have to make these adjustments. I've Honestly, we see the Chiefs, or the Raiders see the Chiefs twice a year. And Kelsey has never struck me as a blocking tight end. I would say Gronk is a better blocking tight end, and he even caught two touchdowns. Bro, you even saw in Kelsey's face. He, he's a showboat, and, and I have nothing wrong with players showboating, right? If they're talented, if that's your ammo, go for it. But it's the entire team. Kelsey, even though he got in trash time about 100 yards on 13 catches, yeah, but how many of those were six yards little exactly. dump offs? All in the middle. Yep. Was like gone. It, it's almost like they were like, what is going on here? 
know? well, and, and and I think it goes back to what you guys were mentioning right now. It, it completely, I completely understand that the Bucks had a way better adjustment period. Definitely, coaching staff to coaching staff, the Buccaneers were a lot more prepared. However, I think that goes in part to the arrogance of the Chiefs. I think in their own head, they figured it doesn't matter. Ah, oh, we're down. Ah, oh, we're gonna come back. We always come back. Ah, oh, we're gonna come back. Ah, uh, it's the second quarter. Ah, oh, we're gonna come back. It's the third quarter. Ah, we're going to come back. I, I was watching this game with my dad, and I, and, and I mentioned time and time again, you know what? Yes, they have come They have come back quite a bit of times in the past, but this is the first time they're playing Tom Brady. And we haven't even spoken about Tom Brady, but really, really, Tom Brady didn't have a fabulous game. He didn't have a bad game. He, he, I would call it an above-average game, I guess. He didn't make mistakes. I do think if you flipped – Tom Brady, and you put Tom Brady behind that offensive line, though, and then you put Mahomes with the Bucks. That game's fifty-five to six, no questions asked. But but going to the, back to that, I, I do think that the coaching adjustments are huge. But it's arrogance the reason that these uh, Chiefs didn't win. I, I really think it comes down to arrogance. That's is what it, it is. Is there something to say to the mindset that uh, Andy Reid is carrying with the sudden accident that his son had, the linebackers coach? Yeah, and that might have weighed on him a lot. You know, it's he, he didn't make the adjustments. He wasn't ready. I think that's got to throw it off. I is think. this the Andy Reid that we saw in Philadelphia that ran him out of Philadelphia, took Donovan McNagh, T.O., and kind of just showed his head a little bit, went to the Super Bowl, lost against the Patriots, lost against Tom Brady? So I don't want to open a can of worms here again, and I don't want to uh... – there's a lot of cans. But, uh, there, there's a lot of cans. And there's and a lot with, of worms. People. And, and, with, and with you, Josh, there's going to be a lot of worms for this upcoming. <laughs> a lot. A we lot. might change so, your name, bro. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, I, I, I don't want you to relive this traumatic experience, okay? And, and I mean. Oh, here we go. Back here, bro. Oh. But in my opinion and in my eyes, the 49ers should have won the Super Bowl last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, we can nitpick. We can say this and that, right? Kyle Shanahan, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo missing a wide open Emmanuel Sanders, whatever. 49ers should have won Super Bowl last year. And now, boys, we have two already a sample size of Patrick Mahomes in two Super Bowls. It's no coincidence that he sucked in both. Yep. He he actually Mahomes was good for six minutes in both Super Bowls. This year, we're, the scapegoat is offensive line and a ferocious pass rush for the Bucks. Last year. Was it, was it more on the 49ers? I mean, whatever. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? But last year's performance in the Super Bowl, again, wasn't a crescendo of what we're used to seeing Patrick Mahomes. It was just like, wow. So, I don't well, know. So we know, we, so, we know the NFL is a copycat league. So, asking you guys this. Does this, mean, <laughs> does this mean that the NFL has figured out a recipe of success versus Patrick Mahomes? Before, before we go down there, I just going back to the betting part, Las Vegas has already put out who's going, who they predict will be the Super Bowl champ of 2021. Top three, starting with KC, Packers, and then Bucks. So to add to your point, uh, I, I got I a I point to say about that, by the way, but yeah. To add to your I, point, Charlie, I don't, I don't think they're going anywhere, man. I don't think they're going anywhere, and it, you have a half a billion dollar man at the helm for the next nine years. What what are they gonna do? They're gonna make they're gonna become and uh, shout out to our uh, L.A. Rams friends. 
I think they start going crazy and investing in the now while they still have a young Kelsey, while they still have a young Hill, while they still have a serviceable Mahomes, and they go heavy on their defense, man. Defense, because even with a bad offensive line, I think their defense could have suffocated a little bit more the Tom Brady factor. They could. Tom Brady got in their head. He pulled. Oh, yeah. He he definitely got in the their vocal leader in Tyron Matthews' head. So, so, you, so tell me this. How, how does Tyron Matthews go into the GOAT and, and get in and say, what, 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 would it, what was he expecting? What was he, what, what, what was he, seriously, like, tell me, what, what was he, what was he expecting? I, I don't know. I don't know how you could, how do you think you're going to get through that and actually win the game? I, You've got a lot of alphas out there, man. These are guys that are the, the cream of the crop that have lived and breathed football since peewee. And what happens is that they're put through a strainer and coaches and colleges and scouts and everyone else through the draft and through combines start siphoning out these monster athletes that are like not only physically talented, but they're they're just alphas. They have this cutthroat mentality. And when you put all of them into a bucket or a bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl, you get what you see. You get what you, you, get what you see with, with Brady and, and Matthew. It's just that Brady has been there, what, nine times? Yeah, I mean, come on, talk to me, child. When when you get to to another ten Super Bowls, you know, <laughs> talk to exactly. I, I, and you got to put it in perspective. I think uh, for the longest time, I think everybody, I think, safe to say, the the Brady haters, they they're gone. The Brady haters have absolutely nothing to say. There's absolutely nothing to say. Was it the flake? Was it the spy gate? What? Was it a fumble? Was it not a fumble? Uh, <laughs> these guys are gonna get into that. We're not gonna get into that today. There's a lot of this open discussion. But did they cheat to come back from 28-3? Did they struggle to beat the Rams 13-3? Did they? Charlie, did they it was cheat? the refs. Right, right. It yeah, was the refs, Charlie. Right, right. The refs caused the Chiefs to commit over, what was it, I think, 120 yards in penalties. Over 100 in the first half. You, you can't win a game like that. So uh, safe to say that the, the Brady haters, they got to shut up. That's it. There's, no, there's absolutely nothing left in the ammo. I know I have to admit, for the longest time, I didn't believe. I, I didn't think. There's nothing else, guys. Brady's the GOAT. Brady's the best of all time. And the, the, the interesting thing is now, Mahomes is now at one Super Bowl, and Brady's got 7-1. So even Mahomes being who he is and getting to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years, he's got a long way to catch up. So uh, Russ, Russ did the same thing. He was in the Super Bowl two out of three years. And... Why doesn't he get the GOAT talk? Why doesn't he get that? Now, that's a topic for another podcast here, and we haven't even touched on what the Bucks did but, right. But let's, let's, let's transition. Let's use that as a transitioning point to get to our next, uh, next idea. Let's transition into the offseason, into next year, because it's an interesting thing that you mentioned the Seahawks of that Super Bowl, that incredible Malcolm Butler interception to win the game. But let's talk about that for a moment. Before that play, if Marshawn Lynch gets that ball, and he runs it in, and he scores a touchdown. It's safe to say that the Seattle Seahawks probably get another one or two Super Bowls after that. Uh, that team was unbelievable. But what happened after they lost that game? What happened to that team? Oh, the carryover. That's exactly it. So, so my question to you guys is, what are going to be the conclusions of these Kansas City Chiefs going into next year? Is this team going to go into a legitimate Super Bowl hangover? Or is Patrick Mahomes enough to get them back? And I know you guys don't believe in them a lot. You mentioned it earlier. 
but let's talk about that a little. So the benefit of this podcast is that, uh, and, and, and this question for this podcast is that you have two Raiders fans. So this is what we're going to do. Josh, from the beginning, said, I'm not going to be biased. I'm a Raiders fan, so on and so forth. I'll let him be that guy. All right. I'm going to be the Raider fan in this, to answer this question and goes, I hope so. I hope they, they have a hangover. I hope they give some breathing room to the AFC West so that maybe they need another year to rebuild. And it, with the crazy offseason looming, who knows what they become of their, the team. We, we all know as a fact that to keep a Super Bowl team or a winning team or just a team in general, 53-man roster from top to bottom intact and move them over to the next year, it hardly happens. It hardly happens. As a Raiders fan, right. we the daunting idea that we have nine years left, at least, barring injury or some crazy uh, Alex Smith thing going on. I, I want to say they're going to have a hangover. I want them to have a hangover. I want to selfishly say that Sid the Kid in Las Vegas is going to just run rapid at least for 2021, and I'm going to live with it. I'm going to live with it. I'm going to die by that. I'm going to... You know, run with that, uh, oppose it. I want the Chiefs to have a hangover. Heck, put do me a favor, Madden. Put Patrick Mahomes on the on the cover of Madden 2021. Let's have that Madden curse jump on that uh, hey. next hangover. Well, he, he, I don't want him back on the Madden cover because due to the fact he was on the Madden cover last year, he won the Super Bowl against my Niners. So let's try to avoid <laughs> that because that accident ended up too well last time he was on it. But I want to hear you, Josh. What, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, let, let, let's go on the non-biased. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs going into next year? So <clears throat> I told you this, uh, Charlie, uh, and it pained me to say it. Uh, I told another colleague too, but Super Bowl hangover is real. Yep. <laughs> it's real. Whether you think your team is talented, whether you guys are loaded, anybody, any team. Wait, wait, let me let me stop you real quick. Unless you got Brady. Yes, that's the only exception. But how many Brady's are hanging from the trees? There's only one goat. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, let, let, let me very briefly and, and very suddenly, I'm not even gonna go date like way back. Okay. I'm just gonna go the last five years. Super Bowl loser, okay? This year, Casey. We're gonna wait and see if they're able to even make the playoffs. History is not kind to Super Bowl losers, let alone even making playoffs the following year. Okay? So I'm going to go down this list. San Francisco, Super Bowl loser last year. Ouch down, Charlie. Did they make it to uh, the playoffs, Charlie? Yeah. I... No, right. Okay. Right, right, right. The year before. Right, right. The year before, the Rams, they lost. Did they make it to the playoffs the following year? They did not. Okay. The only exception to the rules, as you mentioned, New England, when they lost against Philly. Okay. But who was the, the quarterback? Before, Tom Brady. The year before, this is where I stopped. Atlanta, that collapse, collapse, collapse for the ages. Did they make it to the playoffs the following year? They did not. So yeah, I, least, I, I think Atlanta's been on a hangover for at least five years. At way. least, at least for one year. Okay. Andy Reid is in danger of not making playoffs for the following year, which to our Benefit, yes, I'm down. Injuries happen. Look, again, not to make it a highlight, but look at it again, Charlie, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You guys had the same team as last year. And what ended up happening this year? Injuries. Even the water boy got injured. Everybody right. got injured, bro. <laughs> Everybody. Now, right. Casey was very, very lucky. Yes, offensive line, 
you know, got, got banged up. But look, you had a healthy Kelsey. You had a healthy Hill. You had a healthy... Sammy Watkins should retire, bro. That boy cannot stay healthy whatsoever. Yeah. Somebody sneezes at him, torn ACL. Like, <laughs> I yeah, no, 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 kidding. You're right, you're right. That guy right. cannot stay healthy, but that's besides the point. So everything lined up for KC. You know, the injury bug, they were free till the very end, and that was your offensive line. There's so many factors that go into, but to answer your question in the simplest form, Super Bowl hangover, we're not going to see KC next year, let alone in the Super Bowl. Possibly, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but possibly even missing playoffs. I got the solution for KC. All right, all right. Before you, before we go into that, I just want to, I just want to go into my point on the Chiefs next year because I know Josh mentioned he wasn't going to be a biased hater. It, it didn't sound too much hatred, but you could feel the raiderness in him. So I'm going to try to give a little more. I, I, I am in agreement with you guys. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be as powerful as they've been these last few years. I do believe that they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think anyone in the AFC West can compete with them outside of maybe the Chargers, if they can figure out their defense a little more. Uh, Herbert's a monster. The, the Raiders have absolutely no business. I'm sorry, guys. The, the, your, your defense is not there unless you guys figure it out. You guys are out there trying to figure out who your quarterback's going to be because apparently you guys don't like Carr anymore or whatever. Uh, uh, that was another report today. Let me clarify today. Uh, the Raiders have made it clear that they're not going to trade him, but they are willing to trade Marcus Mariota. Interesting. Well, well, and and we'll, we'll we'll see about that because, as we all know, it, with, with Chucky, anything can happen any day. Any. But anyway, let's continue on with that. Let's go with the Broncos. They don't. I mean, Drew Locke. Are you kidding me? So, so more, more. Not, not, not because I expect the the Chiefs to continue being the powerhouse that they are. I just think that the division is not as strong as people make it out to be. I think the Chiefs will be back. I believe they're going to be one and done in the playoffs. I, I don't think that I, I do believe this hangover is going to come back. And, and just to differentiate between the Niners and the and the Chiefs, the difference is Josh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's very simple. Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Mahomes. There's absolutely no comparison. We've seen it time and time again with Drew Brees. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they haven't won it ever since they won their one time. But they get to the playoffs over and over and over. No matter how bad of a team you throw at them, they're still going to get back to the playoffs. So I think they'll be back. I pretty much would guarantee they're going to be back. But I'm, I, I, if I had to make a statement, I would say they're going to be one and done next year in the playoffs. But go ahead, uh, Yanko, with your point. I got the make. solution to the Chiefs. All right. There's only two people, two men that have beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Eli Manning, Nick Foles. Hey, KC, go get one. Hot take. Hey. Was it was it Nick Foles with Kansas City? He was. He was. He was. You got a big Under contract, don't Yeah, it was like his first one, right? When or was it no Alex no, Smith after Alex it was Smith? Alex right? Smith. Yeah, he Andrew Reed talked him out of retirement. Wait. Referring to Nick Foles. Right, right. No, it was before Alex Smith. I think I'm pretty sure it was before Alex Smith. We're gonna have to look into that one, but uh, give me a minute. Yeah, the, while our investigative reporter goes into that, uh, Josh, I'd like to ask you what, what are your what are your thoughts going into this offseason? Who do you believe is going to be put in the best? Let, let, let's put Brady and Mahomes to the side for a little moment. We've heard about all the possible movements that are coming in the NFL. As of right now, I can probably count ten quarterbacks that will not be with the team that they were when the 2020 season concluded. Will this happen? I don't know. We all know how there's a lot of rumors flying out there. But what are your thoughts? Will, will Who's better equipped to succeed? Not Mahomes, not Brady. I'd like to know. I mean, it is a, that is a tough question. I, I, it's a domino. 
It really is. Right. I think we're all waiting for Deshaun. What's going to happen with Deshaun? Um, all right, let's flip it, Adrian. Josh, let's flip it a little. Sorry about that. <laughs> let's flip it a little for, for a few seconds. We all agree Deshaun's the best domino out there, I guess we could call it. That's the ultimate price. Right. Where should Deshaun land? And if he lands there, can he win the Super Bowl next year? So is your question better geared wow. towards what team is the Super Bowl contender with Deshaun? Correct. A uh, uh, quick factoid. Alex Smith, Nick Foles, 2016. Alex Smith was with Casey uh, starting in 2013. Uh, Nick Foles, 2016, only year with the Chiefs. There you go. There you go. There you go. Excellent. 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 All right. Job. So, Junko. Okay. Beautiful. So... I'm going to blow you away with, with, with two, okay? And this is just me. One is a very obvious choice, Miami. Uh, Miami plays in a, in a very sorry, sorry uh, division now, other than Buffalo, right? Buffalo's on the come up. We don't know what the Jets, the Jets have been trash forever. Right? Yeah. And, and you know what? They hired the right man in my eyes, Salah, and he's gonna, it's going to take him time, though, you know? So mm-hmm. we'll see what the Jets do. Uh, you know, but... I really think Miami's coaching staff is, he proved it to you, you know, to, to not, not this season, last season. He was working with scraps. He had to rebuild the thing out of scrap and, and heads to Flores. He did a terrific job. The team remained competitive. This year, they were just a play, a game away from making playoffs. And, and you know, where inconsistent play from Tua, Fitz, Magic in between. But think about it. You plug in Deshaun Watson with that defense, right? which is pretty good. And that offense, I think he'll really hurt some people. The second one, I wish that this wouldn't happen, but I I have to admit something. If he goes to Denver, if he somehow manages to to show up in Denver, Denver is very sneaky and, and is very loaded offensively. They have a lot of offensive power, receivers, running backs, and Vic Fangio can coach the heck out of the defense, you know. So if if John Elway pulls a miracle and lands Deshaun in Denver, Denver is on the come up, which would be detrimental for me as a Raider fan. But those are two my two fits in the AFC that I can think of right now. Quick, uh, quick maybe correction. I think John Elway is no longer the GM in. I think yeah. he's the president of operations. He's no longer the GM of in Denver uh, for that. Yeah, and, but, and to and to clarify to that, I, I'm pretty sure he has stepped down because he can't. I, I think the, the the backlash has been too much, and I think this way it won't necessarily fall on him. But when it comes down it, to it, I don't think this shot this Sean Watson is not coming to Denver without John Elway's approval. I I, I, I really do believe. Bring that. back Andrew Luck. Hey, so hey, Andrew Luck goes back to the Colts. Are they a Super Bowl contender? That was gonna be my. That was gonna be my. Uh, my two cents, that was my transition. I think you are very much a product of a good system. What the Colts have shown since uh, they got their GM a couple years ago was stability from the front office, stability yep. from the from the top down. Frank Reich had made Jacoby Brissett relevant. He took an older, immobile Philip Rivers and made them very relevant. Their defense is young, starting with their stud uh, linebacker. His name eludes me. Leonard. There Leonard. Leonard. Yep. And then you have a good running, a good running back duo. You know, fresh guys. Uh, that was uh, Taylor and 
what was the other running back? Hines. Hines. Yep. And then T.Y. Hilton, he's hitting free agency, but he was always kind of just open. I'm sure they're going to replace T.Y. Hilton and do that. What they did before Andrew Luck left was invest invest in something that Deshaun does not have in Houston, and that was an offensive line. Yep. If you get Deshaun behind a stable offensive line and he's not running for his life, he's not Patrick Mahomes last night in the Super Bowl, just trying to make plays with his legs and, and making these crazy throws, you put someone like that with a good mentality, with a winning mentality, he showed it in college. He beat out, He's one of the only guys to beat Alabama. He comes yep. into Houston and with basically just D-hop, goes and is consistent in the playoffs in what was a weak division. You put him in a successful organization like the Colts, and I think they're relevant Super Bowl contenders. Do they make the Super Bowl? Crazier things have happened, but I think they're definitely in the playoffs. I think they would definitely win their division, and they're Super Bowl contenders. And, and just to argue that, what would be the cost for, for Indy to actually grab them? Because <laughs> we would have to consider that they're in the same division. Being being in the same division, I don't believe there is a price that, uh, granted, crazier things have happened with that Houston organization. So I'm not going to put my hands in. (laughs) I'm not going to say never, but I don't believe. I think they've learned from their mistakes. I think they're trying to start fresh. And I do believe that they just want to go from zero. And and I, and I don't want. I hate to throw it out here, guys. I hate to throw it out there because I really don't want to throw it out there. But you guys know where I'm headed. He's going to the Bay why, Area. Why not come home? Why not come home to the Bay Area? Why not come to San Francisco? And let's put it out there. I'm trying. Let's try to put this in the most non-biased way possible. You got Nick Bosa coming back. He's going to come back strong. You're going to come back with Fred Warner right in the middle. You're going to come back with the. Decent secondary that will be lifted up by that amazing pass rush that we have with the Niners. He's going to have a defense that he's never had in Houston. Because outside of J.J. Watt, Houston's defense has been terrible. Every and J.J. Season. Watt's done too. Yeah, yeah, done. yeah I, I, I think he's gone come, too. Come right? to Las Vegas, J.J. I, I, I do. For, I actually believe that's going to happen too. But no, <laughs> why, why not come? And, 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 but, but here's my take on this. This is how I foresee this little domino effect to happen. Watson comes to... San Francisco. So Jimmy Garoppolo's got to find a home now, right? So he's going to go to New England, right? He's going to go with Daddy Belichick. Well, guess what? Belichick's going to have all his toys back after this whole COVID. Remember, and cap people, space. Pe- people forget how many of these stars have left New England in the last year. A lot of these key players were gone. It, it, we, we all love fantasy, and we all remember the 2019 fantasy football season of the New England Patriots defense. That was, I think, like a top 10 running back. And it was just a defense. So, so let's put that. You put Garoppolo in New England. You put that amazing defense around him. And guess what, guys? You guys got a Tampa Bay against New England Super Bowl next year. You guys heard it here first, guys. New England against Tom Brady next year's Super Bowl with Garoppolo at the helm. What? All of that with I think Watson. With all things considered for Deshaun. And the, the Deshaun ripple effect would, would be ginormous. And I think uh, the what started all of this was Matt Stafford to the Rams and what the Rams gave up. They yeah. set the precedent to say, okay, for Matt Stafford, I think he's 30 or 31. For Matt 32. Stafford, 32? Yeah. We gave up this much. How much more do you need to give up for Deshaun? What, what teams are quarterback hungry? What teams have the picks 
or the cap space because did remind me guys did Deshaun already get paid or is he looking to get paid? He already got paid. He, he has a big paid. contract. He so they had a, they have to inherit that as well. Correct. Super Bowl relevant teams that don't have a quarterback, aside from the Colts, we don't know if Drew Brees is retiring yet. He hasn't made it official. And the but Saints first, always carry a big stick. They got seventy million under right now. So <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And what about Chicago? I, I, that was so. I was gonna do two NFC teams too. That's actually I, I like it. So go go ahead, Yanko. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Yanko. the irony behind that is that Chicago passed up on Deshaun Watson, passed up on Patrick Mahomes, for good old Mitch Trubisky. I'm sure he's doing well, uh, and he'll probably land somewhere else as a backup if Deshaun goes there. But irrelevant to the fact, they traded and acquired uh, Mac. From the Raiders. And I don't remember. The details are a little fuzzy. But they did give up a first round pick I believe. Or was it two first round picks for Mac? Yeah. So there was two. I'm not sure. That was a couple years ago. What do they have left? I mean they still have to re-sign. Is it Anthony Miller? Yeah. Who's one of their star receivers? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Which I can hope he goes to the Raiders. Which, which, remember, and that's another, that's, so it's funny when you mentioned that. Because that'll be another domino effect. Watson comes there. Allen Robinson ain't leaving. But if Allen, if if Watson, but can they Allen afford Allen. all of them? I mean, Montgomery's there. Uh, is it Jimmy Graham that kind of had a little bit of resurgence in, in Chicago? Chicago becomes relevant. Are they Super Bowl contenders? Does their defense actually step up? I mean, Mac was supposed to be the new. Uh, what was this? Frank Taylor. He was supposed to be the best defensive end slash hybrid linebacker and use them better than they did in what was Oakland before. Deshaun showing up to Chicago, you have to face Aaron Rodgers. Facts. You have to face a, a Vikings team that stays relevant and gets a good game manager play from Kirk Cousins. And I'm surprised that no one's approached Kirk Cousins. I mean, he doesn't have a huge contract. He's a viable player. And it seems to be that anyone who can throw a ball, even Derek Carr, are getting hit up for that. I mean, Carson Wentz is a rumor mill. Why aren't they hitting up? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Maybe it's something I'm failing to... I'm overseeing some kind of contractual agreement. But you're moving into a strong AFC North. The Lions, they're probably going to be next year's Jags. They're going to be down there. They got Matthew Stafford. They're going to, you know, try to rebuild. You got a new coach. And usually that doesn't bode well. But if you put Deshaun Watson with... And ignoring the cap space. Ignoring the, the relevancy of what real life is in the NFL... If you put him with the Saints, if you put him in San Francisco, if you put him in uh, Chicago, not only does he have to play the division, he still has to place Tom Brady in Tampa. Yeah, and that's if there's some kind of like that's if the Seahawks don't get better, that's if Arizona doesn't get better, that's if any other NFC team out of the blue has a rando year and gets better, which and they always do. Every which they, year. Which they always do. If Deshaun wants to win now, he's better served on the team. In the AFC, like what Josh said earlier, Miami. It's a weaker conference overall, I think. You 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 get rid of a couple of naysayers here and there, you'll make the playoffs for sure in the AFC with Deshaun in Miami. Once you get so, in the game, make it to the Super Bowl. The, the so, Bucks were a wild card team. Okay. So, uh, yeah, all, all good points. Um one thing I guess that I will say, Charlie, is, and, and I mean this in a good way, okay? Um, I really don't think 
the Niners need Deshaun. Why? Because you have a hell of a coach. And he just proved to you what he does. What he did to Matt Ryan's career, we have not seen that version of Matt Ryan. We haven't. Under Shannon. Right. Now, I think with him, he's the one that you need to have. You have a dominant defense. You got the Niners have drafted well. You know, if you get compensated quarterback play, you just proved it with Jimmy G. You can make it to the Super Bowl in a very tough slated division. I just think the compensation, just because okay, Stafford set the tone, such as what Yinko said, right? It's too much. Wait, and I know he's a generational player, a quarterback, right? And 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 for whatever reason, I don't know what what the fascination or the rumor mill is about this, and maybe you can clarify this. And I know for a while you guys, the Niners were pursuing, but what what is up with Shanahan or the rumors being linked to Kirk Cousins? Does he have some kind of fascination towards him? Does he like to say, do you like that a lot? What is up with that? Because I already heard it already a couple of times, you know, that the Niners apparently, and again, there might be rumors, but, and you see, so, so I think that proves the point that, that Kyle can, can get, can maximize the talents out of a subpar or an average quarterback play without having to mortgage the future or having to give up pieces that you already have for Deshaun. That makes sense? That's my take. You know? Yeah, so going into yeah, and, and going a little bit to what you're asking about Kirk Cousins, this this goes back to when he was the uh, offensive coordinator for Washington. He was with him, he enjoyed playing with him. He, he liked him. He liked the coaching. Um he, he felt it, it went pretty well. Am I am I is my internet pretty good or am I cutting my am I being it was cutting up a little bit, but you're you're back on. You're back on. It was a little fuzzy okay. right now, but you're back uh, on. Going back Yeah, I I was kind of losing it a little bit. So, so going with Kirk Cousins, he, he, he has his affiliate. He loves Kirk Cousins. And the difference between Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo? Injuries. Very simple. Injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is, is an injury-prone quarterback. Kirk Cousins isn't. Do I think they're at the same level? I do. And I think Kyle Shanahan knows that too. I think he knows Kyle. I think Kirk Cousins would fit in the system absolutely perfect. And I think that's why Kyle Shanahan wants him. I agree with you, Adrian. I agree that Kyle Shanahan believes he doesn't need a subpar quarterback to be in get him to the Super Bowl. My question to you, Adrian, would be what Josh. has Kyle Josh, what has Kyle won though? I mean, this is coming from an, an a Niner fan who's seen him collapse against the Patriots, now collapse against the Chiefs. He didn't win anything in Washington. And don't get me wrong, I like Kyle Shanahan as a coach, but at what point does he realize I can't just survive with the mediocre quarterback? I need a better-than-average quarterback to win the big game. Yeah, he might fit my system during the regular season, but I might need a better quarterback to win the big game. Bring That's back my, Pack. Those are my two. Bring back Kaepernick. Well, it is yeah. true, but I think at the same point, I, I mean, it's it's pretty hard, right? It's, yep. it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. To get Absolutely. to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. As it is. Just ask the Buffalo Bills in the 90s. Right. You know? uh, but Or the Cowboys. If it's, if it's not broke, and I, and I get it, you guys haven't won anything. The Niners haven't won anything, right? Because you can go all how many times to the Super Bowl, and it really doesn't matter if you don't win the big dance. But at the same time, it's, you're there. right? Now, you play in a very tough division, probably the best division in football. Right. You can right. only imagine the Rams. Sean, Sean McVay is doing the same thing 
Mm-hmm. The same thing. Now, the difference between, I think, the Rams and the 49ers is that the, the Rams are Mavericks. They, they bet the farm, you know, but they're all in. Yep. They're all in. And they've, show, they've shown these last years. They don't, they think very little first-round picks, and that's fine, right? But to Sean McVay's eyes, it's like, you know what? As long as I have a good comparable quarterback at the helm, I'll make everything else work. Right. And he's playing lights out, and they've hit on all their later draft picks. And I think that's the same thing. That, that, that's the difference between you guys and, and the Rams, that you guys have first-round picks, right? And the Rams don't, but the Rams are all in. So I, I just think maybe, I mean, yeah, there's a piece missing, and, and, and it makes perfect sense because it's in, right? Because Jimmy G is made of paper mache, man. It's the same thing with that. Yeah. That, He's got a great jawline, though. And, and, and see, and see, and see, uh, Josh. I know you mentioned it. If it's not broke, don't mess with it. But it is broke, as you guys saw. The Niners of 2020 were all broken. Well, uh, that's right. The knees, the Injuries. elbows, the ankles, and, and and a fluke of a season like that's probably not going to repeat. Charlie, itself. how how long has uh, your coach been with you? He's been with us. This is going to be his fourth year if i'm not mistaken he was hired in 2016 this would be his fifth season going in if i'm not mistaken so fourth I'll, or fifth. I'll give that to san francisco in regards to uh consistency how many teams have we seen in the past that don't can't wait won't wait and don't right. let a coach establish himself and build something to prove himself he's been an oc everywhere else and with the, the examples are plentiful and what he did for this quarterback or this offense or that offense and whatnot but kind of just going to Josh's earlier point and uh, throwing you a little bone here because I like you, Charlie, and, you know, Bay Area, whatnot. Uh, Oakland was just around the corner. The the time that is needed for a coach and his coaching staff. I mean, he just lost his Robert Sala, a great defensive coordinator. And don't, takes, forget, and don't forget LaFleur, who actually went with And LaFleur, who t- it takes time. I really, yeah. it takes time. I'm going to go down a little bit of a Raider uh, rabbit hole for a couple seconds here. The amount of time that John Gruden has had and John Gruden will have, I, I'm i disappointed as a fan that they haven't done more. I'm disappointed with with uh, the outcomes. But there's been gradual improvement every year. It's hard to be optimistic as a Raiders fan since they haven't been to the Super Bowl against the Bucks in 2002. I got it. However... Things take time, and, and organizations aren't patient. The Jets haven't been patient. The Jaguars haven't been patient. Washington, probably the epitome of impatientness, and that's because their president and owner is ludicrous. I mean, that dude is crazy. Yep. The Cowboys stuck with Jason Garrett for, I mean, an insane amount of time, and he always, you know, how much of it is a lot of like, America's team, and, and, you know, the Cowboys are, are, the, are the best marketed team in in the world and they're worth so much but they kept Justin Garrett and it added to stability my point being here is that I'm I'm gonna go with Josh and I'm gonna lean a little bit on Charlie saying that Kyle Shanahan I think he just needs time and that one piece I think San Francisco just needs that one piece I think they need that I did a, a little bit of a quick reference on uh, Kirk Cousins contract and what he's worth, or what he's been paid out, his contract was in 2018. Uh, top 10 quarterbacks in regards to salary, he's tied for seventh, getting 33 million uh, this last year. His contract was worth 84 million, and that was with the guaranteed part. And that was 2016. We're four years in, so he's not overly expensive. That being my right. point. Yep. 
but shifting gears a little bit and oh you know before i do go charlie i don't want you yeah, to forget yeah just just before you you mentioned that um yeah go don't take the points as if i don't believe in kyle shannon i'm a, i'm probably the most true believer in kyle shannon and my only point being is i do not believe we can get over the hump without an upgrade at the quarterback position i strongly believe that i think we saw the best we could see against the chiefs I know we had that game won against the Chiefs. By we, I mean I mean the Niners. They should have beaten the Chiefs. But the difference why they didn't win, whatever the reason was, was when it came down to the end, they didn't have the quarterback that could get them there. We've seen it time and time again, what it takes. But, but guys, we've talked a lot about quarterbacks. We've talked about different stuff. And, and obviously, we can keep going for a long time. And we're going to have a lot of time to be able to continue talking about this offseason. I think as the weeks continue, we're going to be able to get into – a better grasp of how things are going. But I'd like to summarize a little bit of, of how this season went. We, we, The three of us love fantasy football. We've been doing this for a while now. So I, I'd like to hear your thoughts a little bit. Let's, let's, let's try to transition into fantasy just for a few minutes before we, we wrap this puppy up. What is you all's take on this fantasy season? And if you could say one regret you had, what would it ah. be? Let's start with you, Yanko. <laughs> For this segment, uh, Yanko is going to be called Dark Horse Yanko. And if you're in this uh, in a, this fantasy football league that we're in, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, man. And we got to start at say about that one. So so we're in the same fantasy football. Before I forget, we're in the same fantasy football league, uh, the, the three of us and some other friends. Yanko was borderline eliminated week two into the season. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was a terrible season for Yanko. Well... I, I, who knows what happened? He, he, he got on one hell of a streak. He bumped out the number one seed in the playoffs. He bumped out everyone, and he got himself all the way to the championship. I won't say what happened there. But Yanko, man, you, you, you have made us all believe, my friend. But anyway, continue on with your story. I'm going to start with uh, not, the, not necessarily that it was a, re- a big regret, but in hindsight, being able to step back, season's over, what could I have done differently? It goes back to, I think it was week two or week one, when Josh approached me, and or actually I approached Josh, uh, team uh, Master Deflator, and I said, yo, I can all, I've got the injury bug. I actually went high and drafted Michael Thomas, and he got injured for the first like six weeks. I didn't have a receiver. I went high on a quarterback and everything else other than running backs. I thought, you know, I had a little bit of a different strategy this year. Uh, to give everyone a little bit of more background, uh, adding to what Charlie said, this was my first year in the league, and the fantasy football league of, uh, that we're in, and I wanted to make an impression. I didn't want to be the guy that was brought in because he knew someone, and hey, let's get a filler. I didn't want to be the, the guy that you know kind of just drafts randomly or lets the auto pick go on. I wanted to not necessarily uh, make a point, but more along the lines of leaving a footprint. Like, hey, Yanko, he's not some rando guy. He knows a little bit more than your average, I want to play fantasy football. That being said, uh, before the season started, on my lineup, I had Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. A Super Bowl quarterback and the NFL MVP. It could have been both Super Bowl quarterbacks if it weren't for uh, a little bit of a mistake uh, on the Packers side of the NFC Championship this year. With that being said, if I would have kept and traded Patrick Mahomes, which Master Deflator was willing to take, and kept Aaron Rodgers, 
instead of trading him, Aaron Rodgers, who I ended up facing in the Super Bowl of fantasy in our league, I think my season would have been a little different. I think my season would have been a little better. And wow, hindsight. Wow, wow. Okay, hindsight. Yanko, just, just that one game, Aaron Rodgers killed me. Y Yanko, Yanko, but question though. If you could do it again next season, let's say you're in the same shoes, are you going to keep Mahomes over Rodgers again or would you go the other way? It's tricky because I took, I kept, I kept Mahomes because of what KC had done, and I knew that the Chiefs were dependent on Mahomes. Thus, equaling out to more fantasy points. He's going to throw for more yards. He's going to throw for more touchdowns. He's going to do this. And Aaron Rodgers, we all knew he's he's consistent. I think we all know that he's always going to be a pass first. He's going to be a part of a pass first team. To answer your question, Charlie, and not run around the bush, I'm dropping Mahomes, man. I I if I went against everything as a Raiders fan in my in my loins to draft yes. Patrick Mahomes, and I did because I wanted to I wanted to be the the guy that was relevant in this fantasy football league. What what round did you take Mahomes, Yanko? I think it was third round. It was a third round. It was a third. It was third round. I I changed my draft strategy a little bit. I've always gone QB first, but we live in a different world where a, anyone can be anyone and if anyone can say anything about that it's me right uh, with the team that i was able to piece together shout out to charlie for giving me david montgomery uh oh, boy don't even get me started <laughs> on that. oh god so guys just so you guys get a little bit of an insight uh i, I was the number one seed this year it, it, it was a team that was destroying teams time in and time again throughout the regular season as we all know that means nothing you got to be there when it matters most. My team didn't make it. Montgomery was traded for Godwin, and I forgot who else. I forgot, uh, man. Not too important because Godwin did play a good week in our – we actually matched up in the semifinals. I got knocked out by Yanko. At the end of the day, I lost. Before we go with Josh and, and get a little bit of his scoop, I'm going to go ahead and jump with myself this time just to mix it up a little on how we've been going on the order. Before Yanko, you start, Charlie. You before yeah, you start, it. Charlie uh, – for all of the, everyone that is listening, we're all in the same fantasy football league. We're making this podcast. We were all in the same division. Yeah, by the way, through that. <laughs> we were all in the same division. So your three podcasters here, the CYJ podcast, we were all in the same fantasy football league, all in the same division. And I faced Josh in the championship and lost by two points. Shout out to Nelson Aguilar, who I should have started and won the game. Or shout out to uh, in, wow. in Josh's face. Wow. Wow. Uh the kicker, rookie kicker in Buffalo, Knox, oh, who uh, who got the winning kick. Uh, was it Monday night or Sunday night? Monday night against Monday. Vegas. Monday and, night. And it's Trevor Bass. Oh yeah, and he was he was quite a quite a kicker. Uh, I gotta say this, man. I know we've believed for the longest time that running backs are gold. We all know that. I mean, it's 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 been the world world backs for the longest time. But is it safe to say that? I know, Josh, you and me talked about it a few times throughout the season. How and, and Yanko, too, I think, at one point. We may have undervalued the running backs this year like never before. It, it, it was a moment in multiple of my leagues where come week three, week four, I drafted a different way, and I was struggling to find anything at the running back position. So, so, so my regret towards this year was why was I thinking – I could get a stud receiver over a good running back. Well, because Dude, there's how many good running backs aren't there? 
for fantasy Only, purposes. Man, I think there's all there 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 aren't there aren't there, you gave me Montgomery very little and and that's the thing it's not worth it. But how many good receivers I mean hey Charlie Charlie out at the end he he wasn't great throughout the year yeah Charlie Charlie your your uh, your audio is kind of being What's compromised up? a little bit there let's uh I'm gonna pause it real quick. All right, Charlie. Uh, we were talking so about back that, really, running backs. Yeah, so, so, so really talking about that, you, you really don't have the premier running backs. You, you, they're, they're not there right now. You have very little. And receivers, you, you could find receivers in the sixth, seventh, eighth rounds. Heck, you could find them in the waiver wire, and you could really plug them in as your WR1 or WR2 or flex, however you want to go about that. Man, what premier running backs are out there? And tight end. I'm not even going to say tight ends. Tight end because it's Kelsey, and that's it, man. Waller. I know Waller had his week. Yeah, 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 but not not all the time. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I had Waller in one of my leagues, and he was great. He was awesome. But but really, it's Kelsey. And next year when Kittle comes back, if he's healthy, it'll be him and, Kel- and Kittle. But other than that, those are my, I have more regrets coming into this year. I think next year going in, don't overthink it. It's running back. It's a running back league. Don't worry about quarterback. That's my theory. You can always find it later in the year. But anyway, those are my thoughts. I'm not going to go into this too much because we are going a little bit over for sure. So, Adrian, uh, Josh, we'd like to go with you now. What's your takes on on fantasy season 2020? You know what, fellas? Uh, I have no regrets. I don't. Fantasy. Oh, so so guys, we're so Janko and Charlie are totally rolling their eyes right now because that's ridiculous. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it's easy to say that that's, from the top. That's uh, speaking a true winner. So yep. yours truly, Master Deflator, won the championship this year in in one of our leagues. Um, and yes, it, it was sweet, sweet vengeance. It was kind of like the Raiders Buccaneers uh, Super Bowl. Uh, you traded away the one asset that was keeping you afloat. You know, in this case, you, Yanko, you traded A-Rod. He was scrapped for you. I got him. And you know what? The rest is history. And ironically, it was A-Rod and Trevor Bass, right, that won me the, the, the Super Bowl. But if I would have to say anything, the one regret that I have is sticking with my guns. Mm. That's it. Don't rely on, on, on no expert, you know. And I always do this. I always go with my gut. And Aaron can attest to this. Uh, I'm not Charlie. Charlie can attest to this. Uh, <laughs> I guess myself, and it cost me. I'm not going to say what, it just cost me. And you know what? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think next year, I'm going with that mentality. And let it roll. And it's pretty much Josh, it. Are you, are, you, are you promising a back-to-back? Are you going to go ahead and go no, and say... It's it's very hard. What I do promise every year is making playoffs. That's what I'll commit myself to. I'm nice. not gonna say division. I'm not gonna. I'm just, I'm just make playoffs. Just get through the dance. And, and let's do this. And let's do this. In a couple of weeks, we'll definitely once everything kind of calms down off season wise, because there'll be a little dull moment for all you listeners, where we're definitely gonna be craving a little more football. Let's dig a little deeper into fantasy. We can start looking into the, those rookies that are coming in. That new draft class. We'll look into the new players into their new teams and we can definitely jump into that so to, to, to be able to wrap this puppy up and and, and kind of get a grasp of what we want to do moving forward uh, we want you listeners to, to realize we're not experts 
we're not experts in any way. We we love to show our opinion as we hopefully you have hopefully realized by this moment. Uh, it's our opinion, and two other guys sharing a different opinion, and we're gonna argue at times. We're gonna agree at times. We're just going to continue talking football at times. So to wrap this up, guys, I'd like to go with Yankel first. If you could make one final bold statement for the 2021 season, and we're going to come back to this one year from now after Super Bowl, what would be your bold statement for next year? It doesn't have to be Super Bowl, anything. Just give me one bold statement right now at this moment. Dak signs outside the NFC East. Ooh. Josh, what's yours? Chiefs do not make playoffs. Wow. Jimmy Garoppolo leads the Patriots to their seventh Super Bowl win. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Those are our three bold statements for upcoming season. Guys, this is a new show. We hope you guys like it. Uh, definitely go ahead and, and, and like, we're going to, by the next couple of episodes, we're going to have an email. We're going to go ahead and have there. So you guys can give us any comments, any suggestions. We want open, good criticism. Please let us know, especially our friends, the ones who know us, let us know what we can do to get better. We want this to succeed. Uh, Yanko, any final comments that you'd like to share with everyone? You know, just to uh, go along with what you're saying, we're doing this for fun. Uh, we're not necessarily, uh, looking for negative criticism we're going for constructive criticism right uh maybe we i was a little too loud with my voice maybe i need to step back from my microphone I, we want to make this an, a good audio experience for when you're listening to it when you're driving down the car when you're at your office uh chime in obviously we're going to have a, a podcast and we're going to try to put output uh some audio for our the listeners that we start acquiring and start building our list uh with it our consistency and what we do and what we don't do and our hot takes, uh, our opinions are aren't always aren't always going to be received well. Uh, but that's what makes us interesting, I think. Uh, you've got three El Pasoans that aren't. Or let me retract that. We have three Texans on this podcast <laughs> who are not Cowboys fans. And there if that's go. refreshing for anyone else as much as it is for me, then you're at the right spot. If you want to hear Cowboys talk, if you want to see hear our opinions on your team, whoever that team may be, uh, let us know. Shoot us a text. Uh, hit up one of the guys here, uh, Yanko, Josh, or Charlie, and uh, we'll definitely have and and grow our our scheduled outline, our a little bit of agenda, and we'll add it in there. So we're open to constructive criticism. We're open to hearing you guys out. We're going to try to grow, uh, and I hope you grow with us. And we look forward to uh, hearing from you all. Josh, what are your final thoughts or comments you'd no, like to mention? No, the same. Uh, open criticism, open to constructive criticism, such as uh, what Yanko said. And uh, I think just be forward, you know. Well, everything's going to get better, but I think topics. If there's something that interests you, there's something that you guys don't want us to talk about, that you do want us to talk about, you know, that I think it should be an enjoyable experience. And we're, we're only going to do that if we find out what you guys want to listen to. Of course, we're going to talk about football. We're talking about fantasy, you know, different things going on. Um, so, yeah, I think those, that, those are the things that are going to, you know, allow us to kind of, you know, get better at this. And again, it's just for fun. You know, we're, we're, we're just starting like this and, and you know, we're, we're just random guys talking football. We do talk about it either way. The only difference is now is that we're recording it and we're sending it out to the masses. So, one, yeah. one could one could take hey me, Charlie, one, yeah. before the yep, Super Bowl becomes irrelevant. 
uh, for our listeners, prior to this podcast, we did talk amongst ourselves and what our Super Bowl prediction was going to be. That is true. And that who was true. going to win. So before the Super Bowl becomes irrelevant, I did pick the Bucks. So there is some sanity to Yenko. Indeed. Uh, I have to say that I was, I believe Josh also picked the Bucks. I believe I was the only one. I, I, I was completely wrong. I predicted the Chiefs to win by 10. Um, hey, I'll stand by it. I think you guys will realize how many times we make mistakes and how many times we actually get it right. It's been a pleasure, guys. It's been super fun. Um, thank you, Yankel, for being with us today. Thank you, Josh. Uh, it's been awesome. This is our first time. I love it. We've had fun. And hey, guys, this was the CJY podcast. So please join us the next time. It's been a pleasure. Till next time, guys. We'll see you. Peace.